Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. I talk about four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, health, freedom, and I'm always scouring the globe looking for entrepreneurs, thought leaders, influencers on the cutting edge, making an impact. So today... I have a special guest, uh, Sonia Shelton, and she specializes in CEO, executive leadership consulting, and building winning dream teams. So today, for the audience out there, it's going to be talking all about your why, the workplace culture, organizations, leadership, strategy, um, and corporate growth. So I'm really excited about this episode, and we'll go right into it. So Sonia, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yes, um, we had connected through Podmatch. It's a great uh, place. And um, so tell us more about yourself, your background, how you got started and what you do. Yeah, so um, so my company is Executive Leadership Consulting. I actually uh, started it because of what I call the the last job I'll ever have, <laughs> which I was the, um, the head of employee communications for the Walt Disney Company globally at a time that was very interesting for the company where we had a member of the Disney family lead a shareholder revolt against our CEO, Michael Eisner, mm. and actually ousted him. So it was kind of like, I, I say, it, like I was in that position at a time when nobody in my position had been through that and no <laughs> one in my no one in that position will ever go through that again, right? So it was like the company going through a divorce and I saw best of, you know, the Disney culture and I also saw the worst of it and how it impacted me as a leader as well, um, the best and the worst, right? So I, I developed empathy for leaders and saw the power of company culture um, from both sides and decided to start executive leadership consulting to help other companies. That's a very fascinating story. And um, the more I talk to entrepreneurs, um, the more people, they either, so there's two camps. One is what you described, you know, it's the last time they'll ever work for anybody. They'll make it themselves. And there's people that actually kind of in the middle, and then there's people that excel at it. So, and uh, it's quite interesting because I actually, I'm more in the camp where I like to call my own shots. Um, but uh, tell us more about, um, so you talk about this uh, red thread leadership. I'm curious what this term means. Yeah, so we we start with your why. So starting with the leader, what is, why do you do what you do? And then how do you deliver on that why? And what can other people expect from you? So it's really how you operate. And then we look at the same thing for the leadership team. So what is their operating system? And then how do they operate as a team? 
And then we take all of that to create the company purpose. So we so the there's five P's in Red Thread Leadership. And the first one and the core of it all is purpose. So then we weave that purpose through everything that you do as a company from your plan, which is your vision, your strategy, your goals, your processes. Um, so how do you how do you do what you do? Um, your positions. So how are you structured and and how is decision how are decisions made? How do you decide who you're gonna hire, who you're gonna promote? And then ultimately passion, which is your culture. So we look at how do, how do we weave that company purpose using the red thread through everything that you do to really bring that purpose to life. It's interesting, uh, you know, because you know Disney is quite an amazing. It's a corporation. You know, it's been it's 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 one of those brands that kind of um, the intangible value is much more than its actual market cap. And I'm curious, one, because because uh, you can take a lot of examples from Disney, you know, they've made a lot of successes, you know, a lot of failures that you can learn from. But um, one is, um, so you talk about vision and your why, and you kind of use that as your base case of um, starting out as a leader. Explain upon that and, and why is that? Yeah, so um, when you hit obstacles, right, so even think about your own life. When you hit obstacles, it's that desire to get where you want to go. So so as a business owner, whether you're a business owner or you're a professional, if you know why you're doing something, you can overcome those hard times. You can overcome those obstacles. And it really creates passion. So um, so that's why we we connect it as, as far as the company culture. Having that company purpose helps employees understand what it is that you're trying to achieve. And if they want, they can connect their own personal purpose to that company purpose. But it also helps your customers too decide if they're going to come to you, buy your services or your products based on your purpose, right? So so especially younger generations are making more and more buying decisions based on the purpose of the company and who the company is more than the products and services, right? So it can really make a difference both in your effectiveness in your company culture, but also in your bot- in your growth as a company as you're attracting customers that are aligned with your purpose too. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. So the other thing is uh, basically when I talk about when I talk to um, uh, the older executives, the like the older Gen X and um, baby boomers, and now we have Gen Z millennials. Um, how do you reckon? How, how do you reconcile um, these um, generational gaps and differences, especially with a um, especially with a legacy company such as Disney? I'm just curious how you reconcile that, you know, because you have to kind of you have to innovate and change with the times, but then, you know, your company kind of, if it's stagnated or doesn't progress, you know, it's, it's going to become like Blockbuster, you know, Kmart, these other companies that didn't make it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and purpose actually helps to, to do that, right? So there isn't a human being alive that doesn't want meaning in their life, that doesn't want purpose and meaning, doesn't matter what generation they're in. And I think the younger generations, millennials and Gen Z, um, I'm a Gen X myself, right? So so I, I hear people in my generation and baby boomers say, oh, they don't want to work. They don't have the same work ethic we do. And that's really not true. It's just that if if they don't understand why you're doing it, they're not going to do it. 
They're just, they're not just going to take your word for it and say, okay, well, because you say so, I'm going to do it. They actually want that why. They want to know what is the purpose behind what they're doing, and they want meaning in their work. It's more important to them to see that they're making a contribution, that they're actually valued and appreciated in what they're doing, and they're standing up for it. They're not just taking it from companies. They're standing up and saying, no, this is what I want, and if you're not going to give it to me, I'll find another place. Um, and I and I think companies like Disney look at you know really connecting to what it is that their customers want right so so what what is what is it that they're doing in their personal lives and how can the company serve them in, in based on where they are right so any company that's looking at that you're starting with your purpose then you're not looking at just what you do you're also looking at how you do it which is a place for innovation and then you're looking at why you do it, which is another place for innovation, right? So so it actually opens up more for being innovative as a company. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, you know, there's a coffee shop close to my house and it's basically organic and environmentally. And it's like, it's almost like 30% more than um, like your Starbucks, but all like it's always crowded with um millennials and gen z and you know you ask them why and it's because they they'll pay more because it's like good for the environment you know it's like and uh you know it's supporting good causes so you know really uh what you're describing is um trends um which brings us to the next topic is workplace you know basically covid changed everything we can work from home, remote work, digital nomadism. So uh, what are some of the trends you're seeing in the workplace today? Yeah, I think it's it seems like every month there's a new one, right? <laughs> right? So we, we had, um, you know, remote working, we had quiet quitting, we have all of these things. We, we're, have, we're seeing um, a tremendous increase in burnout um, mm. recently, and I, and I see this across industries. And it is in healthcare, especially, right? Mm. There's a, a ton of burnout. And we really looked into what is this about? And I think it's really about um, that purpose, right? And and also clarity. Yeah. So um, there, there's a, uh, I think we're in a time, you know, post COVID where there's a lot of uncertainty, right? Are we going to have a recession? Every day that I'm on LinkedIn, I see, you know, this company has had this many layoffs, that company's had this many layoffs. And, and when you see that those headlines, it creates more uncertainty, both for, for the leaders themselves and for the employees, right? Because the leaders are like, well, if this is what's happening, if we're not laying off people, should we be thinking about laying off people? And then, then employees are like, am I next? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so all of this uncertainty, it like creates more stress in people's lives and they're not clear about where they're going. So, so I think it's important for leaders to look at, you know, not only that purpose, but also the vision of where they're going. So their employees see, oh, this is where we're going. This is, this is our, the plan and this is my part in it. And then that starts to, to create um, more security and psychological safety in, in their position. Uh-huh. But I think it, it also creates the ability to to see that there's progress being made. So there's so many people that I talk to in organizations right now, the way that they describe their job, I equate it to like being running really, really fast on a treadmill, like they're going, 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 but they are not going, getting to anywhere. And so they're they're working hard and they're busy and they're getting things done, but they're not stopping to recognize the accomplishments and the progress that they're making. So it feels like they're not accomplishing or making progress, right? And then that creates burnout, right? So um, so it's really around helping 
you know, taking those moments, even if it's small wins, taking those moments to stop and celebrate and recognize everything that you've accomplished feels like you're making progress on the road to the vision as opposed to just running on a treadmill going nowhere. I love that. Um, and then I love how like, you know, business and culture, basically um, their position and stance, um, values, all these contribute to employee well-being, happiness, and ultimately productivity. You One thing is there's this popular saying, um, which they basically you say that culture doesn't eat strategy for breakfast. They have breakfast together, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> uh, striking the right balance between the two. Absolutely. There, um, ar- around the time that I came up with that, there there were these two TV series that came out. Came out. One was about Uber, and the other one was about WeWork. So I don't know if you saw those, but they, but you know, of course, they're fictionalized and and made extreme. But I think I thought that the shows did a really good job at showing Uber was so focused on their business strategy, so focused on their growth, and they had a horrible culture. It was a terrible place to work, right? And then you had WeWork, which was all about the culture, and then they overspent and almost took the company down because they were so focused on the culture that they lost sight of the business strategy, right? I and so I love the that those two examples to to say again seeing it, I didn't, wasn't there. I didn't see it from the inside, but looking at those shows and how it was described and also heard it in the media when all that was happening, right? The, the, the dichotomy between what happens when you focus completely on business strategy or what happens when you focus totally on culture, they, they don't work. It doesn't work. Right. So, so if you really develop a culture that can support your business strategy, then you can really accelerate performance and profitability because you have, you're creating a culture where people understand where the business is going, where the company is going, and they want to be part of that. And they want to see, they want to see that happen, right? So they're going to help you. And they're probably going to help you more than even you think is possible in, in the, because they're going to come up with their own ideas. And, and you're going to be like, wow, that's actually going to get us there faster than I thought. Yeah, when would I saw the? I think it was the one that was Uber on was on Showtime. I I saw that one. Um, I didn't see the one. I think that we worked. There was one that was at I think it's South by Southwest. This has really been a really interesting uh, conversation because you know basically a business organization is like um, it's basically this fast paced um organism that's basically changing. You know the times are changing so quickly. Um, you know one question is how do organizations create such strong vision for the future during these time you know one market's changing you know it lasts for maybe a week and then something else and how do you reconcile that yeah i think that that it's it's being agile for one thing so being able to move with the times but not being reactionary so i think that there's a fine line between being agile and and flexible with what's happening and responding to what's happening in the marketplace and being reactionary to say oh this is happening so you know and and so there's a fire we got to put it out and and um i was just talking to somebody this morning where they were saying that that you know companies create a vision and then they get so caught up in the minutia of the day to day that they forget about the vision and it's like well the vision's not it's not just something that you put on a PowerPoint slide or on a piece of paper on the wall somewhere and then walk away. It should be guiding the company. It should be guiding all of your decisions, almost like like your North Star. And so if you're following that, then you know when it's time to respond to a market that's going to get us closer to our vision versus being reactionary, which is, you know, forgetting the vision altogether. Yeah. So, so well said. Um, 
Uh, last question is defining success at your company and um, how do you define that and importance of, again, we talk about vision and what you what people want out of their work experience. I think it's different for everybody, right? So um, you could have a, what they call a solopreneur or, you know, like a, a doctor or a lawyer who has their own practice and that's all they want. Right? They don't want to create this big company, and um, so that's success for them. Right? Is to is to they know they know this is what I want. I might like want a lifestyle business, right, where I just make a certain amount of money and I can spend the rest of the time traveling or or doing whatever, right? Um, or it could be a company that you know is a Fortune 100 company that really wants to drive shareholder value and profitability. And so their success is, is a different definition. So I think it really goes back to that purpose of the company and the vision of what you want to be. And there's no right answer, right? It's it's what's right for you as a company and what's right for you as a leader. And really getting clear about that and not letting outside influences sway you to say what success should be. I love that. How can people contact you and follow you, uh, reach out to you and possibly work with you? Yeah, so I'm on all all the socials um, on under Sonia Shelton, and uh, you can also reach me at our website at executiveleader.com. And if anybody in your audience is interested in learning more about Red Thread Leadership, I'd love to share a gift. I have a free masterclass at redthreadleadership.com that takes you through all of the five P's and how to implement them in your business. And let's think, um, let's think for a wonderful podcast interview uh let's thank sonia for dropping so many nuggets of wisdom with her experience at a major um company and be sure to follow her all of her socials are she's on facebook linkedin instagram twitter and youtube as well as her um website and check out her book as well and all of those resources will be in the links and show notes and thanks so much for coming onto the podcast and it was a wonderful discussion Thank you so much. I had so much fun talking to you. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week.